waking up every day and seeing what we can do to bring more of our attention to our presence, to who we really are, yeah. and start to withdraw the control and the attention from our mind. Do you want to experience the full potential of your sexual energy, deep intimacy in your relationship and how it feels like to truly be in your power as a man? Can you hear the world's desperate calling for conscious, heart-centered men to rise to the occasion? Then welcome to the Heart of a King podcast, where you will find the clarity, guidance and tools that will empower you to do what it truly takes to live a life of freedom, fulfillment and bliss. So welcome to this episode. We got a special guest today tuning in from California. His name is Charlie. Charlie is an entrepreneur and transformational coach. He is also an expert on trauma release, emotional repatterning and on embodying presence. He works with people one-on-one -on -one in groups and also in retreats. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, my mind just went to like, I normally listen to podcasts. I actually haven't been on too many myself. I've, I've been asked multiple times, but often it doesn't feel aligned in the last couple of years. And uh, normally I'm listening to the introductions, but then being in an introduction, uh, <laughs> it was a unique experience, but thank you for <laughs> the kind introduction. Did I miss anything important? Is there something people should know about you? I think you covered covered quite a lot. I also do some retreats here in California and have done. And I like working in person with people because, as you said, I work sort of somatically and yeah. with trauma in the nervous system. So it definitely helps being seeing the whole body respond and feeling it, which has been difficult a little bit in the last couple of years with what's, <laughs> what's been going on. But uh, we make do with what we can. Amazing. Yeah. Before we jump in, I would love to hear a bit about your story on how did you get to do the work you do now? What was your journey that led you on this path? You're also I a conscious entrepreneur. You're, you're helping other people with business as well. So yeah, yeah. Business is a big part of what I do. I love business. Business seems to be sort of a container for personal development, personal growth for me to reflect and get very quick lessons on how I'm going and whether I'm in alignment. And mm. I've always had my own businesses. I've never actually worked for someone. So I always took a very different path. I think growing up, I was a bit more sensitive than most uh, people. The school that I went to, I went to a private school and mm -hmm. it was very much about grades and these things. And mm. I fit the mold, you know, I, I did well, but I put a lot of pressure on myself. Mm. And I think the big turning point for me was I was in a relationship when I was 18 and something in my soul was like, you got to do something different. And this was like three months before the end of the year. And I was like, look, I think I'm actually going to go overseas. So mm. I decided to go to Poland and teach English for a year. So Eastern Europe, just something totally different. It just like, it just turned me in a 90 degree angle. Whereas I was planning to study business and marketing and psychology at Melbourne University. And most of my friends were going straight from school to college but I sort of did a right turn and I spent a year in Eastern Europe traveling all around which I think started to break up some things in me and have me question certain things and mm -hmm. just go down some unique passions and then when I got back there was a decent divide 
like I was like people had sort of <laughs> moved on people were like and I was like oh no like look what I've discovered look what I found and they were sort of in their normal flow mm. and so I went with my best friend to Thailand and when I was boarding the plane I picked up a book once again I just felt like I was led to a book and the book was The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari mm-hmm. by Robin Sharma and I don't know why I was drawn to it but I remember in Thailand like Half of me was like, let's party, let's go out, let's do this, you know, crazy things. And then another half of me was like, geez, I really love reading this book. I want to keep reading this book. I want to... And my friend's like, what are you doing? Like, we're supposed to be like having like drinks, like pre-drinks before. And I'm like, hang on, I've got my chapter to finish. And it was talking about meditation. It was talking about the subconscious mind, about healthy food, all these things that I'd never really discovered i'd never been shown i'd never been talked about an emotion or anything like this Mm. so it was like two parts of me sort of once again further dividing and i think that was the big change and then i would go to india for months at a time and spend time Mm. in ashrams um that was at the age of 19 and then i would travel back to eastern europe i traveled to south america climbed machu picchu so i started to really create this spiritual understanding of what life was and then I channeled that into business and had multiple businesses of my own. And that was a beautiful transition because business was acceptable by my friends and family. Mm-hmm. So because I was doing an acceptable thing, that was like sort of a safe haven for me to then explore these very, very unique things. Like when I came back <laughs> from India once, probably at the age of 19, I was um chanting in my room with like these white, yeah. like white clothes on. And my younger brothers, like they would like sneak cameras in and like film me. And then they'd show at the dinner table, like, look how crazy Charlie is. What's he doing this for? (laughs) And like a part of me started to awaken, but yet I had that. I still went to college and I still had a business. So I seemed to blend both worlds together quite smoothly. And I've continued that as I've gone. So I've, I've had multiple businesses And then I've been able to explore my deep passions and then share that in the container of of business. Love that story. And so what was then what more led you into this also working with the body, trauma release and the work around that? I met my beautiful ex-partner in Bali Mm -hmm. when I was 22. Because I went to a private school, I was very much mentally driven. And she was almost like a like a fairy, like an angel. Like she was like bare feet walking around, like so creative. And I was just like, whoa, what's this world? And mm-hmm. we were together for about five and a half years. And there'd just be many times that she would be embodying her heart, her body, her sensually eating her food or whatever it was, lying in the grass under a tree for three hours which just didn't make sense to me at the time because I'd grown mm. up, you know, well, you got to be doing something, you got to be succeeding. And she'd be lying playing in the grass for three hours. And I'd be like, geez. Uh, <laughs> so then I started to like sort of explore this and I started to see when I was out of my body and when I was mm. actually eating food and I wasn't tasting it. And I started to realize that my sensitive system had been quite overwhelmed and not understood at a young Mm. age so I'd sort of dissociated a little bit and pulled myself out for protection and safety and a big part of that is yes I think it happens especially for men like this whole dissociation from your emotions and everything and from the body exactly because we're not 
at least as a woman, you know, it's, it's acceptable to have emotions in a way, but I think that's changing for men. And I think, you know, for example, you're an example of that, like you're opening up that world to men to start to come more into their emotions and their heart. And there's that sensitivity there, which I feel like is the new man, but there's also a strength, you know, and a courage and a protection. So it's, it's both, but yeah, discovering the sensitivity around me and realizing I was I was out of my body a bit, then it really started a journey of me seeing what parts of my body I was dissociated from, seeing mm-hmm. what parts of my body I was rejecting, not from a physical, like looking in the mirror, I don't like my arms or whatever. It's not like that. It's more like a, a, a somatic sensation within the body that my awareness often through the breath is not reaching and it's deep subconscious because something may have happened in childhood or past life or whatever it is that there's that, that rejection from that place. So I've spent a lot of time uh, going into intricate parts of my body with my awareness, with my breath um, and, and reopening and reintegrating these parts Uh, Because if we don't do that, what I've discovered is those parts will speak the loudest and they'll speak from trauma and they'll speak from protection. And we create quite a chaotic life for ourselves and we think it's us, but it's actually this like deep, deep shadow darkness, whole part of ourselves that's so far from our psyche that we have no idea about that everyone else is seeing because everyone else is feeling and everyone else is like, geez, what's going on there? And we're like, no, this is just me. But we really need to take responsibility to integrate these parts of ourselves so we can show up consciously with awareness. Totally. Yeah. What were some of the tools that you were using and really bringing your awareness back into the numb and dissociated parts in your body? Uh, it's changed over time. I think I started with some actual tool, like some actual techniques and tools and these things. So I remember I did uh, about 11 years ago, I studied psych K, which is a subconscious modality. And that started going into the mind and the subconscious and then touching into the body as well. Mm-hmm. I think a big one also was uh, there's a thing called TRE, trauma release exercises. Mm-hmm. And I think you know about them. And I oh. think, so it's about putting the body into a state of tension consciously. Mm-hmm. So then it starts to release this tension uh, through shaking. Yeah, like tremors. But, but these, <laughs> these tremors are very yeah. like you know, deep within the bones and things. Yeah. So that started to open up a lot as well. As I'm speaking, one of the biggest thing has been plant medicine. Um, ayahuasca psilocybin because when i would do these ceremonies this is actually before the trauma release exercises i found the trauma release exercises because this process started to happen through my body naturally Mm -hmm. and i was like wow this seems so incredible let me see if there's anything that actually is like people know about this or whatever and then i found oh the you can actually put your body into a state but when I would do these ceremonies, my body would go into these deep tremors for like six to 10 hours, Mm -hmm. just processing through the whole nervous system and like defragging a lot of this stress, trauma, tension. Yeah. So that was another thing that opened up. And now mainly what I do is I use pure awareness 
Mm-hmm. So right now, if I say, you know, take your awareness to your left foot, all of a sudden you can bring your left foot into your awareness. Yeah. And this is how I do it now. It's, it's me just moving my attention and awareness. And sometimes it's through delivering it through the breath to certain parts of the body. Super powerful. That is, yeah. That's, that's where I'm at at the moment. Beautiful. Yeah. I also work with that a lot. It's really powerful and so simple. Um, yeah, yeah, but it's One also a huge practice. So, but very challenging. So, talking about embodied presence. So, how do you define that? And I think that's a great link because it's also being present with our awareness. So, how would you define a truly embodied presence, and how do you cultivate that? I would say presence is who we are. So mm. that is like the fundamental. I is presence. Is is awareness. So presence yeah. comes through into this world through all living beings another word for presence could be god uh, without the religious connotation just the, yeah. the energy that's that's creating this world and then we get to experience ourselves which is presence through the five senses mm-hmm. presence which is everything it's god gets to experience itself through the five senses through our body And yet we have another construct within this reality for whatever reason, and that's the mind. And the mind is the thinking, it is the controlling, it is the manipulating, it is... Mm. Obviously, it's an incredible tool, but it seems to have backfired quite strongly. Mm -hmm. And often the mind tries to manipulate and dampen and squash presence. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of squashing ourselves out. So then we become this autopilot thing of thoughts, of reactions. That's the mind. So I feel like for all of us, it's a process of waking up every day and seeing what we can do to bring more of our attention to our presence, to who we really are, and start to withdraw the control and the attention from our mind. And when we're doing that, we need to trust because presence, then the mind isn't in control. But the problem is we identify as the mind. So it feels like we're dying because we (laughs) think we're this thing. So if we're pulling attention away from who we think we are, there is a death process. In my experience, it's it's the truth. Yeah. to, To remove ourselves from this part back into our... Also, the heart, you know, is a, is a part of that. I feel our heart is our presence. So. Is is a big part of where presence comes through. So. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I just got this funny image. It looked like you know, if you think about body, mind, and soul, it was like these remote controlled bodies by the mind. You know, like where the soul is yes. not really in the awareness, and it's more like claiming our life back, coming home into our body as our soul, as awareness, and recognizing we are not the ego mind that thinks it dies when we <laughs> let it go but to come home really into that embodied presence yeah, in the body it's coming home so what would be a, a practice you are doing or you would give someone that says hey charlie i want to cultivate embodying my presence i would first start to know if someone came up to me and said hey i want to start embodying my presence yeah probably what i do is say what's a situation in your life currently that maybe you're struggling with 
it can be triggers in a relationship when things get intense. Okay. I mean, to to stay okay. present. I mean, and what's something that can trigger you in your relationship? I don't trust your your presence, for example. Okay. Okay. Something like that. So then, I'd say, okay, let's role play this. Yeah. Okay. So you're ready? I'm going to be your partner. I have to talk to you about something like now. Um, okay. I. It's yeah. This is just not cool. I I'm not trusting you right now. I'm not trusting your okay. presence at all. Mm -hmm. And That's I can nice. just tell you're off. You're off. You're mm -hmm. off. So where in your body are you feeling this as I'm speaking? It's like a like a contraction in the heart. It's like. Okay. So then I would say, okay, so there's something in the heart that gets impacted yeah, by an external situation, which is often just a reflection mm -hmm. from something that happened in childhood, something that happened previous to that, something that happened in the womb, whatever. But this part is going, is, is scared, is protected. So then obviously this is just a very simplified example, but then I would say, okay, spend time with this part of your body. It's, it's crying out it's it's a bit vulnerable it's not feeling full and it's not feeling like the energy is like radiating totally open if it was a hundred percent open which is obviously <laughs> who's a hundred percent you know everyone's yeah. going to get triggered but if you feel that up in, internally then if a reflection comes at you and you've been filling it up filling it up filling it up and then your partner's like yeah, your presence is just off, but you've already been filling it up. You're actually more present yeah. because you're not being taken by the wound. The mind isn't jumping down. It's not then reacting to what's happening. It's not projecting itself onto that. And then there's more, you're able to be more present. And then your, your attention awareness will probably as a man then be grounded more in your lower part of your body, in your, mm. in your hips, in your pelvis, in your root, because the heart isn't like, whoa, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. So it's like, mm. there's just more groundedness there. I noticed that by myself, with myself and also others, it's hard for us to really stay with our awareness where there's like staggering pain being processed in the body. So it's also with that, just like having the practice to, to go there voluntarily to choose to go there by yourself and practicing that right exactly and i i had a situation many years ago where my neck would get so much pain left yeah. side of the neck you know left side's often the feminine and yeah it would be pulling so much and even to the point where i'd wake up sometimes at night and just be crying like why yeah. me like why do i deserve this like what what's going on like yeah. I've been doing so much. I've been showing up in a good way. Like, you know, yeah. it just felt like I wasn't fair in a way. Mm -hmm. But what I noticed was I was deeply rejecting this part of myself. Mm. Like the pain. I was like, fuck off. Like it was just mm -hmm. like pushing away, pushing away. And the moment that I realized that and moved towards it, like what you're saying, like, yeah. and actually held it. Because this pain is a, is it, is a part of ourselves showing up within our awareness, within our psyche. And it's deeply oh, wanting unconditional love. Because if I love a child, if I love a baby unconditionally, if I don't have a child right now, but if a child came to, or my child came towards me crying, yeah, 
you know, there's a metaphor for the pain, the pain's crying. But if my child came towards me and I'm like, geez, can you just go away? Like, I'm mm. sick of you. Like, I'm absolutely sick of you. Like, just, just leave. All of a sudden, <laughs> they're going to go and clamp up and they're going to get probably louder or more shut down. Mm. But if they come crying and I open up my arms and I say, come here, I'm so sorry that you're crying, like that you I get sad as well sometimes. Like, is it okay if I just hold you and know that if you cry, it's totally fine. Like I'm here with you. Most likely the, the crying will happen, but it'll process through and there'll be deep peace at yeah. the end because there's acceptance. Um, so that's just like a metaphor of the body as well when Perfect. it speaks. Yeah. Totally. This is this the pain's like calling out, like you say, for acceptance and love to be like yeah don't reject you i don't dissociate from you i don't push you away i don't try to change you it's more like i accept you and that's when like the the transformation actually can happen like in vipassana when you when we sit yes. with it right and it has the space to flow and transform naturally hmm. exactly yeah vipassana yeah. works works very similar in this way yeah What are some of your other experiences that you have with working with suppressed emotions? There was a time where I was my solar plexus. So the solar plexus, you know, is is below just like on, on the physical body, like the rib yeah. cage, like where the ribs meet and it can go a little lower. So it's in this often vulnerable part. And I work a little bit with a system known as human design and that breaks up different centers. So there's nine centers in the chart and... The solar plexus in my specific chart is totally open. So I absorb a lot of energy through that. But I had a direct experience with my solar plexus where anyone who ever would go to like touch me there, you know how people sometimes go like, they just go like, oh, they like point like, hey, like Charlie or whatever. But it's like yeah, going yeah, towards yeah, yeah. the area subconsciously. I'd be like, whoa, no, no, no. Like I just like pull away or if, you know, my partner would like go to like rub this area or something. I'd be like, fuck, no, 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 no. <laughs> So there was this just, there was this shadow vulnerability that was so deep, but I just thought that was normal mm. until I started to catch myself doing that and be like, geez, something is like a bit off here and a bit out of balance. I realized that this solar plexus area, which is to do with feeling powerful or feeling powerless, it's to do with control. It's a, it's a more masculine center it's to do with action it's yellow it's fire and often it can be if it's out of balance it can be like hyper aroused so someone mm. could just be overly stimulated taking stimulants just going 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 or someone could be really lethargic dropped out can't really be bothered everything's sort of the same i don't really have any emotions how are you doing yeah i'm all right how are you yeah i'm all right It's all good. I think I'm fine. Everything's going all right. There's just like this real mellow, just dropped out. I was more of the dropped out in a way. Like I used to have borderline chronic fatigue, glandular fever, mono. Like there was this lethargic part and it was like, oh, I'm tired. I'm, I'm pretty tired. I couldn't never get enough sleep. I'd sleep during the day, these type of things. And when I discovered this about myself, I started to really, this was supported through other people's reflections of me and people guiding me into this area, me realizing this about myself, all these different types of things started to add up and get to a point where it's like, ah, okay, let me actually start to consciously go into this area. Mm -hmm. So then I would do that through the breath. 
I do that through awareness. I do that through plant medicine ceremonies. I did it through combo, which is a frog medicine that, you know, would bring th things out and I'd be placing it directly on this part of the body mm -hmm. to, to bring it out. And yeah, I started to realize the amount of sickness that was there, the amount of darkness, the amount mm -hmm. of shadow that it was just like, Oh, I just like, it felt so like many people might not know what combo is, but it's a, yeah. it's a secretion from a frog and I'm sure you know what it is. And, you know, you yeah. burn points on your skin and then you place it on and, and it purges you, you yeah. purge up toxins so i could put like three or f maybe three points on my shoulder and i probably wouldn't purge you know it would get me to a space where it's just before but ideally you purge so then i would put more on for example but to give you an understanding if i put one point on my solar plexus it would feel like it's like eight points like it would just be <laughs> so like hot and sick and purging and so there was just such vulnerability and weakness there. Mm. So it, I just went into the, the, and then after months and months and months and months, I went to my partner and I'm like, I think I'm feeling a lot like stronger. And I'm like, punch mm. me here. And she just goes <laughs> like, Diff. and I'm like, Oh, that was pretty good. Like I could never, no one could even point their finger yeah, at that yeah. area, you know? So I can God. feel the energy moving through. That's just an example of, of moving through that. And once that moves through, then I can move it to other areas. Beautiful, yeah. So it seems like suppressed emotions also help there. And of course, other things were weakening your system. So they, they are weakening our systems when there's tons of suppressed emotion in there and we are not actually in there. It's like some psychics describe it like it's like a blob of like dark, dense stuff that's there so our presence our lights not there we're not really there and it's kind of like a it's like per, like you said with combo or plant medicine or whatever trauma release tool to help um us be held and release that stuff from our system to purge it and for us to come home and that also strengthens yeah. us incredibly like with you like from the finger to the punch <laughs> That's a beautiful. There's a big difference. I was like, "Wow, that's a, that's a good one. That's a good result." Yeah, and who <laughs> likes to be punched in the solar plexus? So <laughs> it's not the best place for anybody to be punched in, really. But it's that's good. That's a great sign. And yeah, so there would be so much that we could talk about. Also, really love that you seem to work with the same plant medicines and uh, frog medicines that that I do. But um, I, one thing I would still be really curious about is how would you describe emotional repatterning? How can you explain what that is? There's emotions, there's the mind, there's the physical body. Because mm -hmm. emotion is often a, a label of sensations. Mm -hmm. So... I have certain sensations. My throat starts closing over. My tears start to come to my eyes and I say, I'm sad, you know? So underneath emotion, there's often a vibrational essence and tone of energy that comes through. Often this vibrational essence is through the womb when someone's in the womb. And then from zero to seven, it's like emotion. Like if you look at a child from zero to seven, There's a lot of emotion there. It's pure emotion. And then you go to school and you start learning language and you start developing your mind from seven to 14. 
And then you go through puberty at around 14, 13, and the physical body starts to really come online and change a lot. So we go from like energy to like density, like vibrational tone, emotion, the mind into the body, the physical mm-hmm. body. So often when the, this is obviously a side note, but often if the physical body is experiencing pain or, a, or an injury or whatever, it's not the origin, you yeah. know, what's causing that is probably the mind, which is saying certain things, but then what's causing the mind to say those things is often an emotion. And what's causing the emotion is often a vibrational energy or tone that we're just yeah. not even aware of. So emotional repatterning that is to unstick and unlock what we were just talking about is this, this stuck dark energy in certain parts of the body so that this vibrational energy, so that God, so that presence can actually come through and reintegrate and repattern. Yeah. If we're trying to consciously repattern, like I want to feel this, I think that can be at times okay, but that then that's using the mind. You know, exactly. we're using our mind to control our emotional process, <laughs> which is really not ideal. Yeah. So it's really just ideally we're using the, the presence, the vibrational tone to unhook, unwind certain emotional responses, reactions, patterns that then repattern to our original state of more harmony. Mm-hmm. And it's not even our original state. It's like, it's God's original state. That's like, well, that, that's the, and we don't know until we unwind, we don't know. So that's what we have to let go of control and we have to trust because yeah. we're not in control of God. We're not in control of presence. And that's why, the, that's what the mind doesn't like. So the mind will just keep gripping and gripping and gripping mm. and makes us feel safe. But that safety is actually causing us so much pain. So it's sort of like an illusion. It is an illusion. Beautiful. Yeah, I love what you said also about the, it's not the root cause, you know, there's so many labels, like people say, oh, you have depression, anxiety, all these different things that are showing up in the mind in this case, or also in the body. But it's usually not that where it starts, you know, and often, especially around things like depression, anxiety, these can definitely be symptoms of suppressed emotions of big amounts of like stuff down dissociated and it's just like symptoms you know of that right exactly really resonate how you explain i think about even five years ago i think i put i wrote something on my facebook or something and it was exactly about anxiety and depression Mm. and i think i put like an iceberg a picture of an iceberg and everyone's very happy to point at the symptom of like i'm depressed i'm anxious and then to feed that symptom, which is actually further suppression of a medication, when there's this huge iceberg under the water. Yeah. And if we can actually just address that and allow it to repattern, allow it to unwind, allow the stuck energy to just move through and process and integrate, the symptom of depression goes away because we're not using so much energy to just hold it down and suppress, which is depressive. It's like suppressive. It is exactly. Yeah, totally. And it's like the laws of nature would say that once you stop pressing this under the water, like for example, it would be like air, it will just naturally rise and, and yeah. to the surface and release, right? It's just about stopping to try to control it and repattern this conditioning of 
suppressing it. Right. Exactly. And then what will naturally rise? Because what is presence? What is God? Well, it's love. Yeah, it so is, a uh... natural rising of love and movement and freedom and expression will come if we just stop holding down. But that's all we know to do because that's what the world does and that's what we're taught to do at a vibrational and emotional level. I didn't yeah. even hear the word emotion probably for the first 18 years of my life. <laughs> it was it was that much in the darkness that people would just be like, hell no, not speaking about anything like that. So it was all control. So then to unwind that, it seems easy, but it, it's a process. But if we just take one step at a time, yeah, our natural state starts to harmonize and come through, which is love. Yeah. And the mind is unfortunately fear. So ultimately, you know, there's many books like oh, fear no. or love, like these are two fundamental things, but you can't, it's not choosing love from the mind. And mm-hmm. yet if you've inhabited your mind, your whole life, you can't see that you're in your mind. It's like a fish. You can't exactly. see that you're in the water. So often you might need some <laughs> reflection. You might need some really hard lessons, life lessons, to snap you out of that space so that you can just let go. Often people, it takes people to, often life takes people to ultimate suffering to actually realize that there has to be another way. But yeah. if we can consciously bring more awareness to ourselves, to our shadows, then maybe life doesn't have to take us into deep, deep suffering for us to choose a different path. That's, yeah. that's the goal. Definitely. I know for sure that life did take me to my knees a few times, like rock bottom, like (laughs) for me to start waking up. But once you start awakening and you consciously choose to go in in there and release the identification with the ego and yeah, open up to more embodying awareness and God or love. Yeah, that's that's it. I say always like bliss is our natural state of being. It's like when Mm -hmm. we get all this gunk out, like all this conditioning, all this suppressed stuff, that's not, it's not really what, who we are, then really blissful state is actually natural and love. Like you say. Yeah. That's where we're going. That's where we're going. One step at a time. Beautiful. So you're also working with human design. Um, That's also how I, found out about you in the beginning and there's this year of 2027 right coming up that's in human design it's huge and i would love for you to share a bit about that in the context of the global awakening and what's happening on the planet what's up with that 2027 is known within the framework of human design human design is a system that was channeled through a man um, many years ago and it combines multiple systems and one being astrology and the chakras. And so within this framework and within what he downloaded and received from life was that 2027 is a very, very important year for humanity. And it's Mm -hmm. known within this system as the great change, the great mutation. And it's specifically interesting that I was talking about it, but it's specifically around the solar plexus center. So Mm. there's this huge mutation and transmutation around the collective solar plexus center so that is going to impact everyone as i was saying the solar plexus is about um, freedom or control so like as i'm speaking it's interesting because every everyone's going through their own views 
and experiences of what control and freedom is now, you know, with things that have come up with uh, the coronavirus, with vaccines, with all these things. Everyone is going to be sharing from a space of, you know, I want to feel free or I actually prefer not to be free or you're, you're controlling me or you're not controlling me or there's always going to be these shadow aspects in someone's view and outlook unless you've fully freed yourself and harmonized and integrated this part of your system. Mm. But life is taking people deeply into the solar plexus center and it will continue to do that all the way up to 2027 as this mm. mutation happens in our DNA because the way that businesses have been run, there's a lot of manipulation, there's a lot of shadow, there's a lot of control, there's a lot of, I'm your boss, you listen to me, you you know, bow down to me, all these things. But I, I feel like life is wanting something different. It's wanting something yeah. more harmonizing. And but to do that, you can't just you can't just do that. You can't just be like, well, let's just instead of this hierarchical structure, let's just create a more symbiosis or more just collective structure within this organization. Yeah. Because if the body and mind are the same, it's going to naturally, it's not going to work. So a, a deep mutation has to happen. And that's what we're being taken into now. So most likely after 2027 and beyond, the world is going to look extremely different. And it, and it will have to do with masculinity because the solar plexus is a masculine center mm -hmm. so this sense of drive and hustle <laughs> i imagine will shift um, and change and masculinity is in women and men so there'll, there'll be a you know an integration of that and i obviously don't know exactly what it's going to look like but we're already seeing big things happening in the world and that will continue to happen until humanity really receives what we need to receive and start being and acting in a way that's more harmonious to the collective. Totally, got it. You said, of course, masculine is in men and in women, but now specifically for men, and aside from human design, your, what's your personal take on what's most important from your perspective for us men to focus on right now, to create positive change in ourselves and therefore in the world? for men to create safety in their system mm -hmm. because men are actually deeply afraid often. And so if there's not safety in one's own system, we can't, we can't provide safety for women mm -hmm. or for the feminine energy, even the feminine energy within ourselves, with our heart, our heart won't feel safe if there isn't safety um, and protection in a container within the strength of our body, the construct and strength of our mind, the, the root center, like our foundation, are we embodying the lower part of our body? Are we allowing the breath to sink in and do we feel safe? Are we, is our, is our shoulder, are our shoulders back and, resting down so i would say is as a man the biggest responsibility right now alongside always supporting the community giving what you can these things but to provide safety within yourself because then you can start to actually provide a safe container for others if you don't feel safe within yourself you're just going to be getting triggered which is then going to cause other people to not feel safe around you so then it's just fear 
So it's just these these few things. So we're really moving moving towards safety, trust, love within ourselves so we can provide that for others. And we do have a responsibility as men to provide safety. Totally resonate with that. Thank you so much, Charlie. So thank you for being on. And what are you working on currently and how can people find out about what you do and how to contact you? So I have a human design business specifically for projectors. So you can get your free human design chart. And if you're a projector, it's 20% of the population. Mm. Um, it's a bit of the luck of the draw. But projectors, you know, it's, it's not the easiest at times being projectors. We have a, we have a refined sensitive system. But uh, I've got a good thing going on with the projector movement. And now some people who aren't projectors, they're like, oh, I wish I was a projector. So we're creating um, a beautiful community there and I'm about to launch a live business training for projectors. So how to actually be in business as mm -hmm. a projector um, in a really powerful embodied way because we are here to be powerful. Yet a lot of projectors are disempowered. Mm. So that's that's a part of what I do. So that's projectormovement.com. And then I also do some very, very select coaching one-on-one mm -hmm. um, -on -one and... Uh, if anyone was interested in that, it's just charliemcginnis at gmail.com. You can just um, email me. And then where I get most passion is, um, yeah, retreats and mm -hmm. these things. So um, in okay. California, there's there's certain retreats that we're running and it's 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 a beautiful space that's being that's being created. So. Yeah, I've got different things going on, but um, just living one day at a time and doing the work within myself as best as I can to then show up for others. Yeah. Thank you. So thank you so much for being on here. Hope our listeners get a lot out of this episode. Awesome. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Thank you for joining us for the Heart of a King podcast. Make sure to follow the podcast and turn on your notifications so you won't miss out on any new episodes coming out.